Hey loves, welcome to a special episode of Spiritual Grit. I wanted to interrupt the four-part series on the light of the world uh, just for a brief moment to pause and to reflect on the latest gun violence in the United States. As of this recording, as far as I've seen on the news reports, 18 children and one teacher were shot and killed during a rampage by a high school student who was armed with a pistol and a rifle in Uvalde, Texas. And I felt that as a podcast about the intersection of spirituality and activism, it was important for me to address or acknowledge at least what has happened. And this is a time when a lot of us are scratching our heads, tired of grieving, tired of fighting, of trying to make those in power hear our calls for change, our calls for real care for the community. And having those calls fall on deaf ears. And to be honest, I really, I'm really, I'm, I, oof, I'm processing. I will, I will say that at the out front. I am processing, processing all this information. This is not new, but with every event like this one where innocent children, elementary school age children, are so violently taken from this world and you experience that news over and over and over again, it builds, it compounds. And so there's first the, the initial shock, the first time something like this happens and the world breaks apart. And then it happens again, and then it happens again, and then it happens again. And then we get to this point where we're asking ourselves, what more needs to happen before real action is taken? I don't have an answer for that, but this is a question that a lot of us are asking. How did we get to this place? I mean, we could <laughs> do the history and backtrack and figure that out. So that's not really a useful question to ask. Though for some, it is important for them to understand how we got to this place. Some folks need to read some history books. Some folks need to just look at the last year or two. Some folks need to hear, open their ears and listen to the people who are speaking out, including the youth of Parkland in Florida and how they were lobbying for better gun control. I'm going to say it, you know, and I don't know. I just, I just wanted to come here and, and create a space to invite questions about what we can do now, because I know a lot of us are tired. A lot of us can't stop crying. A lot of us are in fear. A lot of us are so tired that we've just stopped fearing. 
And that's when you know we are at a breaking point. I don't know what's going to happen next. But what I do know is that for me, I am going to do my best to stand solid in my spiritual practices. Because the whole idea of this show is that spiritual practices can help us stay steady during these times of unrest, of upheaval, of deep grief, of change that is beyond our control. If we can hold steady in who we are being as an individual, in our soul selves, then we can take steps forward to help usher that change in ways that serve the greater good. But I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not feeling so good. I'm doing my best. I have tools. Yes, we all have tools of our own. And I am sitting here, just sitting here, feeling immense grief for the parents of those children, the families of those children, thinking about siblings who have survived and not understand that their brother or sister will not come home, that you will never see them again. And then, of course, I'm thinking about my own kids and wondering, you know, do I send them to school? The option is to homeschool them, I mean, and live paralyzed in fear. That's not the kind of life I want them to live, to be constantly living in fear. That gives our power away. And so we need to build on the physiological level a resilient nervous system so that when we do feel the fear, we can hold that fear. We can get curious about that fear. We can look at it and say, okay, fear, what are you trying to show me? What are you trying to teach me? I am afraid of what? So let's just talk about my fear, for example. Sending my kids to school, the fear is that something similar might happen in their school. And then, so we go down that path, right? We go down that path of like, what happens if this happens and that happens? What if those were my kids in Texas? And then the question becomes, how do I deal with that? What is that relationship between me and my child? What am I learning from this fear? What I'm learning from this fear is that I am attached to my kids, I love them to death. I love them, literally, I love them unconditionally. I love them beyond belief. You know, I wrote um, a social media post today about grief. After hearing the news about the shootings in Texas, I wrote a little bit about grief and how grief is a companion that will never leave. The relationship will change, yes, but the grief will always be there. And so it's up to us to decide, to step into our power and decide what is our relationship with grief going to be like? Is it going to be one of heaviness? 
of a dark blanket, a dark cloud? Or is it going to be one where we walk side by side? Where grief can be my companion and teach me something about myself? And who's in charge of the relationship? Is it you or is it grief? And so what I like to do is look at grief as a teacher. What is grief showing me? That my heart is huge. That my capacity to love is enormous. It's infinite. Because if I didn't love so much, I wouldn't hurt so much. I know, I know, it sounds messed up, right? But think about it. Think about what we get worked up about, right? It means we care. If we don't get worked up about it, we could care less. We don't, you know, it doesn't matter to me. You know, like I can talk about how, you know, some, I see some person on the road driving a Lamborghini, you know, and someone might be like, oh my God, that person's driving a Lamborghini. I'm so jealous. Or I, I'm so like, I got feelings about it. I, I'm like so thrilled to see it or whatever it is. Me could care less. You know, I just glance at it. I'm like, okay, that's a, a car that's really low to the ground. And so it doesn't bother me. I don't have love for the Lamborghini, you know? So what grief can teach us is that we are alive, that we have capacity to love and that we need to carry that love forward as beacons of light out into the world. So I'm going to sit with my fear and I'm going to be okay with it because I see fear and I see grief as teachers. The other morning, actually just this morning, I was talking to my yoga students about contrast and how contrast offers us information over what we want in our life and what we don't want in our life. And the things we don't want in our life, we react, right? We react in ways that are quote unquote negative, the lower vibration energies, emotions, anger, frustration, depression. Those are signals as to what we don't want. And with contrast, we can then work our way towards understanding what we do want. And so what we want right now, logistically speaking, is better gun control. What we want is a culture that does not celebrate violence. We want a culture that builds people up, that creates a community of care, of genuine care and kindness. We want to create a country, a world that thrives because of love because there is so much abundance of love, like genuine love for the other, for the human being who is hurting. Because if we took the time to care for our people, you and me, we could see the hurt. We could see the deep, deep pain that so many people 
try to hold in, try to hide. And you know what I say is when you hold it in, it just starts to build with lots and lots of pressure, like a pressure cooker. And when that lid is not going to take it anymore, it just pops off and explodes. It needs to release somewhere. And, you know, I already can hear people trying to argue with what I'm saying, trying to say, but this, but that, and I don't care, you know, this is what I truly believe because of my spiritual practices, my spiritual understandings of who we are as divine love as physical manifestations of love embodied and how that embodiment, that manifestation gets shaped by external circumstances, how a lot of us fall asleep to our conditioning, to the power that we have within us. We forget that we have power of choice. We forget that we have the power to do things, to take care of our, our own, to take care of ourselves to nurture the wounds that we carry. We forget that. And so the spiritual inquiries, the spiritual journey is about digging deeper. And I know that there are some who might say, well, that's not good enough to save our children to bring them back from the dead. It's not, it's not, but we can't bring them back from the dead. We can do better for sure. So this is where the spirituality and the activism come together. Practice being who you are at your essence. Practice the tools that will keep you clear in the mind, open in the heart, grounded on the earth. And take the action that is within your capacity. March out in the streets, demonstrate, call your elected officials. Sign petitions, create movements. Donate to the organizations that are already on the ground, helping in ways that we cannot because we are not physically there. There are so many ways to take action. But for some, it's asking a lot. And so honor where you are, what you feel capable of doing. And know that your little bit matters. Every contribution matters. It builds, it collects, it gains momentum. And we can shift the tides to a better world. We just need to work together to remember love, to imagine to really envision and imagine a world that is full of light, 
that is full of kindness and care. It's not to say that it's perfect because of course, contrast, right? There's going to be some high points and low points, but if we can help each other get through the low points when the waves come, collectively, we would be so much better for it. So that's all I have to offer for today. I really just need some time to digest, but I wanted to just hop in here and share some thoughts for those of you who might be feeling bewildered, who might be feeling helpless to know that there are some small actions that you can take, including donations, phone calls, but there are also actions you can take on the personal level to care for yourself and to trust that when you do care for yourself, it's not a selfish act. It is an act that takes care of your divine essence that then models what is possible for others who don't know how else to be. So be that beacon of light for them. And be well, my friends. If you need any support, feel free to drop me a message on Instagram um, or to send me an email. I'm here for you if you need any support. Contact information is in the show notes, but you can always hit me at lesslieann at suryagian.com. Until next time, my friends, be well, and the divine light in me bows to the divine light in you. Until next time. Namaste.